for joining us on episode number eight of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. Erica and I are honored to have our headline guest join us now. That's Laura Poskin, who is the executive director of Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh. Laura, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on today. I'm, I'm pleased to be here. Thanks so much, Laura. And it's it's been really a lot of fun to watch your star rise in a region through doing a lot of good and making a difference and through helping others, particularly seniors. Just some background for all those listening. Laura has a bachelor's degree from, from Suwannee, the University of the South, and she has a joint master's degree from Mahidone and Miami University. That's in population and social gerontology. So, Laura, I know you have an incredible background in this work, working with seniors, serving with seniors. I've also just, you know, it's been fun to watch you uh, as an incredible young professional rising star in our region. I know last year you were named one of the 40 under 40 by Pittsburgh Magazine by Pump, and I believe you even gave a TEDx talk once. Is that is that true? I did give a TED talk at Point Park University in 2019, and it was such an honor to be part of that presentation because, you know, I will take any chance to talk about older adults and the ways that we need to better design our communities to make them work for older people, but in turn work for everyone. That's what our initiative is all about. And just for background, Laura, um, Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh, I believe, is part of the Southwestern PA Partnership for Aging. Is that correct? Correct. So we are an initiative of Southwestern Pennsylvania Partnership for Aging, which is known as SWIPA. And SWIPA is, I like to think of it as an interest group, people who are interested in aging. They might be working in aging for in all different ways. We have folks from the University of Pittsburgh. We have folks from in-home care communities. And we have all sorts of different members. I believe NHCO is a member of SWIPA. And they've been around for about 30 years, they decided that our region needed to join an international network of age-friendly communities. So about a little more than 10 years ago, the World Health Organization started this concept of age-friendly communities, and now there's a network of more than 1,000 communities across the globe that are part of it. In the United States, the network is run by AARP. There are 572 communities nationwide that are part of the age-friendly network of states and communities that are really, and basically it means that you're dedicated to making your region more inclusive and respectful of all ages. That's a very impressive number of people that are, you know, taking part in this initiative. Uh, You had mentioned NHCO and how we are part of age-friendly. You have meetings once a month, correct, where like organizations such as NHCO that serve the senior population in some capacity get together to discuss random topics that affect this demographic? Yeah. Dr. Nancy Jones from North Hills Community Outreach is one of our co-chairs of our work groups. So we have five work groups right now. And the work groups kind of change based on what focuses people are most interested in. So right now we have five work groups. We have transportation, housing, dementia-friendly greater Pittsburgh workforce, and digital access. And Nancy Jones from North Hills Community Outreach is a co-chair of our digital access work group, which meets monthly. And I would say we have about 20 
members of, of that work group. She's a co-chair alongside Paul Waite, who is the founder of Anna Middleton Waite Learning Center in McKeesport. He's also a pastor at an AME church in McKeesport. And so the two of them lead our groups every month to talk specifically about digital access and how we have to make sure that older adults are part of that conversation. So as age-friendly Greater Pittsburgh, we have a lot of different conversations going on, but North Hills Community Outreach is really leading our work in the digital access space. Well, that's great, Laura, and we're so happy and proud of Nancy for co-chairing that group. And we, you know, just appreciate the, the uh, possibility of us not just having a seat at the table as NHGO, but also one of the two co-head seats at the table with Nancy Jones. Last year and, you know, since the pandemic started, how did COVID affect the digital access initiative? And did you see an increase in seniors wanting to participate once they saw some of the isolation that was out there without that access? The pandemic really highlighted how essential digital access is for older adults and for people of all ages. I think everyone has a story about how things moved online, right? When we weren't able to do things in person, we weren't able to grocery shop. We were nervous about it. We weren't able to connect with family and friends. We weren't able to see your doctor without being really scared. I think everyone really was like, wow, okay, so digital access is essential. Here I am joining this podcast from my house. We're working from home. Okay, if you have an older adult in your life who is working, they have the literacy to be able to get online, be a part of a Zoom call. But then you also have to have the device and you have to have stable, good internet in order to, to access these things. So, so yeah, I think before the pandemic, for older adults, we were thinking, oh, it's a nice thing for older adults to have that if they want it. During the pandemic, we realized this is a basic need. This is something that everybody needs in order to get information, in order to grocery shop, in order to use online banking. I mean, the list goes on. And so that's why I think our digital access work group led by Nancy Jones at North Hills Community Outreach has just really blown up over the last year and a half. So what we want to do as a group is make sure that older adults are included in the conversation about digital access. We've been trying as a group to just kind of elevate that conversation, making sure people know what resources are out there. Now, I will say the majority of our work group members are doing really unique pilots, um, like North Hills Community Outreach, where they're connecting older adults who maybe never had access to the internet. I really see it as age-friendly greater Pittsburgh's role to be that megaphone saying, okay, hi, we're part of this conversation and we can't forget that older adults are part of it. I know that through this initiative, NHCO has been able to supply a large amount of seniors with not only access to internet, but laptops, tablets, other devices that they can use. And we have received amazingly positive feedback from these seniors that we have helped, not just from them, but also from their families. How do you think that this access that we are together providing has improved the quality of life for these seniors? Not just through the pandemic, but just in general. 
Yeah, absolutely. Once people are up and running online, they're able to connect with their family in a new way. I mean, able to maybe FaceTime with people and see them and connect, not just over the phone, but online in a new way. So the social isolation piece that you brought up earlier, Tom, is absolutely essential. I mean, in order to be able to connect with one another, we know that connection is so much linked to our mental health, but also even our physical health. And we don't want people to be isolated at whatever age they are, but especially our older adults, isolation is tied with loneliness. Always talk about the difference between isolation, which is being alone, and loneliness, which is feeling alone. And we know that those are two different things, but oftentimes they're connected. And we know that across our county, more than, what is it? I think it's nearly half of people who are 75 and older live by themselves. And so having a link to the outside world through digital access just opens up a whole new space. And I will say, actually, I mean, yes, people, I think the folks who have benefited from this program at North Hills Community Outreach have definitely been able to connect with others. And that's a huge piece of it, like I said, so important for mental and physical health. But also they've been able to do a a number of things. There's a story of a woman who was able to find a part-time job online who wasn't able to before she had this digital access. But we're talking about getting groceries. We're talking about going to a health appointment, meeting with your doctor online. And this is something that's essential during the pandemic, yes, but it's not going away anytime soon. You know, we all know what Pittsburgh weather is like in the wintertime. Amazing to be able to go to your doctor sitting in your living room versus having to navigate the roads. Be able to have digital access, it's an essential now. You made a lot of really great points, and I would would include a lot of these in kind of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs of things that people have to have to to feel comfortable and to be successful in this life and just to get by from the things that you mentioned in your last answer. What are things that, you know, our community is all about people helping people. If somebody's listening to this podcast and just wants to do something to help a senior, and there's just some smaller things that we can do to be more inclusive and kind to seniors. Any ideas from your studies and also your career in this field? Oh, so many things. And North Hills Community Outreach is doing an incredible job through the in-service of seniors program, which I think of as really just formalizing that be a good neighbor mentality. So I would recommend that folks, you know, in a small way, think about the person who might be living next to them, you know, checking in with folks making sure that we know one another. Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh recently conducted a survey. It was January to March of 2021, so just this past winter. Our goal was to reach 500 people, and we ended up reaching 1,646 wow. people across the county. That's great. Ages 45 and older, so we more than tripled our goal, which was awesome. But it was really incredible the number of people who told us that they have someone to help at any time of the day or night. We had 93% of people saying that they have someone that they can call for help any time of the day or night. I really think that's incredible and indicative of what kind of community we have here in southwestern Pennsylvania. 
people know one another. Mm-hmm. They have someone that they can call. And maybe that's a family member. Maybe that's a friend. Maybe it's a volunteer that they met through a program like In Service of Seniors. I think it's just all about having a circle of support around you, just like you said, like making sure that people are helping one another. And I think that all of us can benefit from having that circle. From my personal point of view, we rely on our neighbors. And again, you know, my husband and I were in our 30s. We have a toddler and another one on the way. We don't have family in Pittsburgh, but... Our neighbors are people that we rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, the neighbor right across the way from us, she's retired. I, I mean, it's funny because I work, you know, I work in in this kind of helping older adults, but yet <laughs> you realize how quickly you everyone is dependent upon each other. I think it's the neighbors helping neighbors is always what I say, and that is what Northwest Community Outreach is all about. We're, we're certainly trying. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for all the nice words about NHCO throughout our interview. My final question for you is, and we've talked about kind of the connectivity and just the importance of inter- intergenerational relationships and friendships throughout this conversation. What got you interested in this field, in this line of work and, and study back in the day when you went to college and grad school and got degrees in gerontology and really decided that this is what it was going to be a focal point for your career and your civic life? I actually started my career in journalism. I worked in New York City for some kind of big name magazines like People and Good Housekeeping (laughs) and Jane Magazine, RIP. I started volunteering with a group that paired people of all ages with older adults, very much like North Coast Community Outreach does. I visited a man named Arthur who lived in Union Square, and I would go every Friday and see him in his apartment and we would go outside and kind of we'd go to the farmer's market that was happening in Union Square and sometimes we would see shows together and he really became my family in New York and I looked forward to that that evening with Arthur all week and I just realized that it was so important for me to be able to see the city through his eyes and how what we were doing We were going to the farmer's market. We were going to shows. We were going out. We were using their equivalent, um, it's called Accessoride in in New York, but it's called Access here, the paratransit service. You know, we we were going out and about, and I just realized, you know, New York City is an obstacle course for someone who is in a wheelchair like Arthur and someone who is living with dementia like Arthur, and how can we make our communities spaces that our older adults can thrive. And so I I got really excited. I went back to school for gerontology and really kind of started my career in Pittsburgh, also in part because my grandparents are from Evansburg, which is about an hour and a half away. So I grew up my whole life coming to this part of the country. Um, And so came back here and was working at United Way for a long time on their United for Seniors initiatives and also just kind of working on this little project called Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh that's grown and grown and, again, is about kind of taking that obstacle course that is our that is our world and thinking, how can we make this 
more inclusive and respectful for our older adults and for people of all ages. And we just know the older adult population is growing. It's only going to get bigger. And so we have to make sure that our that our spaces, that our community is is welcoming to older adults and people of all ages. So yeah, that's how that's my rambling story of how I got into <laughs> no, it. <laughs> Laura Poskin, congratulations on all the good things that you're doing. Thanks for being a good partner, uh, a good collaborator to NHGO. We certainly appreciate you. I know Nancy Jones uh, certainly appreciates the opportunity to, to work together and, and to partner with you. So thanks for all of your terrific leadership here in our region as the executive director of Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh. What are the best ways for folks to uh, keep in touch either through social media, websites? What are the best ways for people to learn more about Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh? Our, thank you so much, Tom and Erica. It's been a pleasure. Um, the best way is our website is um, swippa.org, so S-W-P-P-A dot org slash age-friendly P-G-H. And we are age-friendly P-G-H on Twitter and on Facebook, and we're always more than happy to talk and to have new partners join the fold. I mean, North Hills Community Outreach is a longtime partner of Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh, um, but we're a city and a county-wide initiative, and we are always welcoming more organizations and residents to the table. So, so happy to be part of this, and thank you again for inviting me to the show. All right. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for joining Erica and I here on episode number eight of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. That was Laura Poskin, Executive Director of Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh, a great partner of NHCO. We'll be back in just a minute with Nancy Jones. We're back here on episode number eight of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. My co-host Erica Cochran and I just had a wonderful conversation with Laura Foskin. Uh, she did a great job sharing about age-friendly Greater Pittsburgh. So much that we learned through that interview. Yeah, Laura is obviously a very passionate person, so she seems like the perfect person for the job. And we mentioned a few times during our conversation with Laura how much we appreciate her collaboration, her professional friendship with Nancy Jones. Nancy Jones is our next guest. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So Nancy is our North Bros manager, been with NHGO for a number of years. I have to talk about one highlight. Before we get into seniors, one big highlight of the summer through your leadership and your team, particularly with Abby Kelly on this event, the North Burroughs 5K. Can you tell us a little bit about that event this summer and how well it went? We had an awesome time doing the North Burroughs 5K. It was our first year partnering with the Northgate Cross Country team to revisit the North Boroughs 5K since with COVID, it did not happen last year. So we had over 185 participants and a great turnout in the community. So it was a great friendraiser, fundraiser. Awesome time. You're right. Friendraiser and fundraiser. It was very good at both, Nancy. And thanks to you and to Abby and to the whole team, and to Sarah, everyone from the cross-country team as well that, that helped and, and supported with that. I know you've also been really active over this last summer. It was a very busy summer at NHCO at Bellevue Farmers Markets Nights. I know you're somebody that's certainly willing to get out and speak and share with, uh, with any about NHCO anywhere and everywhere that you can. Uh, what led you to your journey with NHCO? Kind of how did you get started at, as a member of the team here? I had worked in corporate America, and I took some time off to raise my daughter, and I decided it was time to go back to work, and so I started looking in the nonprofit community for positions, and I lived in the North Hills, so I came across North Hills Community Outreach, and the rest is history. I've been here for 15 years. Great. Well, we're very glad you're here, and we talked a lot about digital access and all of the creative and innovative work that you're doing within digital access, along with Laura Poskin, and she mentioned to us that you're co-chair of the working group for digital access. Can you tell us a little bit about that work? 
working group and some of the goals and things that are achieved through that? Yeah, the Digital Access Work Group for Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh is really interested in spreading the word about and creating awareness about the need for digital access for seniors in the community. So tell me a little bit about your role as a co-chair for this work group. Um, you know, Laura told us a little bit about the importance of it, but I mean, being a co-chair, you probably have to lead these meetings once a month. Um, tell me a little bit about what these meetings consist of, who are on these meetings, and how you feel like they're really helping this initiative. We do have meetings once a month as age-friendly digital access work group, and there are people from all over the county, different walks of life. We have people from Department of Human Services, from other nonprofits, Macedonia Face, Computer Reach, Anna Middleton Weight Learning Center, Allegheny County Library Association. There are people from all across the county that are very interested in making sure that everyone has equal access to computers and devices and can remain engaged in the community through their connections. You know, there's so much that your team does as it relates to in service of seniors, and it's it's a broad spectrum of programming. Sometimes, you know, people don't always know the 20 programs and services that NHCO has and, and coordinates as an organization. But even when you just dive into senior programming, it's a really immense uh, impact that your team is able to make. Can you take us a little bit through kind of the scope of the programs that you oversee within seniors and then also kind of who's on your team, what, what makes up the Nancy Jones in service of seniors team? Yeah. So In Service of Seniors was formerly Faith in Action, and we've been serving seniors through NHCO for over 20 years. And the goal is to help seniors in our community live healthy and safe with dignity at home for as long as possible. And we do that by providing practical supports for seniors through volunteer services. And our goal is to reduce isolation, and we want all seniors to be able to remain active and engaged in the community for as long as possible. So we do things like providing transportation to medical appointments, to the grocery store, making sure that seniors have access to good nutrition. We have volunteers that will go and pick up food from the grocery store to take to seniors, deliver food from the food pantries to seniors, do friendly visiting, home safety checks to assess for fire and fall hazards. We install smoke and carbon monoxide detectors, handrails, grab bars. We provide yard work and snow shoveling. Tom, you were a, <laughs> it was fun, you yeah. were a snow shoveler <laughs> for us. My daughter didn't last, want to know yeah. why I only shovel one yard, though. It was just yeah. the same, same <laughs> nice family's yard that I was shoveling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so our programs and services rely on volunteers to provide the services, but we do a lot of coordination and and outreach and special projects throughout the year as well. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible, and I would encourage anyone to just learn more about all the senior programming that Nancy and her team do with NHCO. Quick sidebar, you know, the North, North Boroughs, I think people might not always know what all is included within the North Boroughs. Your team is located in, in Avalon, very close to our to our NHCO garden as well. But can you tell us a little bit about kind of the setup with Greenstone and all that's done out of the office that you manage there in the North Boroughs? Yeah, our office in the North Boroughs, we've had a presence in that community for, again, over 20 years. We started out with just a food pantry, and now we have full services. Anyone who walks through the door at our office there at Greenstone United Methodist Church at 939 California Avenue in Avalon <laughs> can access to all of the programs and services that we offer here through North Hills Community Outreach. We have a wonderful staff there, a service coordinator, a case manager, our in-service of seniors coordinator who does intakes and assessments to get seniors enrolled in the program is there, and our outreach and special projects coordinator is there as well. Who just recently coordinated the delivery of some donated Happy Summer senior boxes to our seniors? 
You mentioned um, earlier the phrase reducing isolation as one of the goals of the program. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the pandemic affected the school greatly. Uh, We talked to Laura a little bit specifically about the pandemic in terms of digital access. But what can you tell us about the programs that you just described and how they had to transition through COVID? Did anything new come out of that? Did anything have to stop? Well, a lot of programs and services that we provide, volunteer help that is provided, they actually do transport seniors, they meet seniors in their home, they deliver groceries to the home. So all of that had to stop. Didn't want to put anyone at risk before vaccinations were available. And we had to pivot, And but we wanted to make sure that all of our seniors were taken care of, that they knew that we were here to help. So we mobilized volunteers in two different ways. For several months during the height of the pandemic, we mobilized volunteers to call seniors once a week to make sure that they knew that we were here to help them, that to see if they had any needs, and to just check in with them and make sure they were okay. We also were able to acquire some extra food pantry boxes from the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, and we mobilized volunteers once a month to deliver those extra boxes to seniors. It's a huge impact, Nancy, that you get to make in your team makes. What are maybe some of the most special moments of your career at NHCO as as you're looking back on the last decade plus, working with clients, working with volunteers, what have been really some of the the most impactful moments for you in your career at NHCO? I think just on a day-to-day basis, to hear from people how much they appreciate what we do to help. Even if it's just providing a smile and a person to listen to on a day-to-day basis when someone walks in the door, people are very grateful for the food that we're able to offer in the services. And then the seniors are just very, very grateful for our ability to help them remain independent and safe in their homes and to provide transportation so that they're not isolated, so that they can get to their medical appointments. Many seniors don't have any family in the area or even if they do, those families are very busy and seniors want to be independent and they don't want to have to rely on other people to provide all of their needs. So we're there to help them. I know we focused on this in a recent episode of Get to Know NHGO podcast back in uh, in August, but the shuttle and, and what is done through the partnership of you and your team with Mary Lee Gannon and, and her colleagues, the generosity of the St. Margaret Foundation. Can you share with us a little bit all that the numbers are astounding? I know they, they were a little different, certainly during COVID, being safe, following protocols, but can you take us a little bit through just all that's done through the shuttles within NHGO and that really strong partnership with the St. Margaret Foundation? Absolutely. The shuttle program has just been phenomenal. We started out with one shuttle that rode up and down Freeport Road from Blahnox to Sharpsburg. And over the years, that evolved into a need for another shuttle that we've had operational for several years now that goes up and down the Route 28 corridor. It serves Millville, Etna two days a week and Brackenridge, Terenum and Natrona Heights two days a week and then Oakmont, Verona one day a week, just providing a lot of free transportation for seniors so that they can primarily get to medical appointments in the UPMC St. Margaret footprint, as well as getting to the grocery store. Laura told us a really compelling story about what got her involved in this line of work. And it made me think about all of the senior volunteers that NHCO utilizes. So a lot of the programs utilize a large amount of volunteers. And it just got me thinking about that intergenerational impact. And how have you seen the volunteers benefit from working with the seniors in the, in the reverse way, right? You know, obviously the number one goal is to help these seniors, mm-hmm. but how do you think the impact that the seniors have on the volunteers? I think that what we say in this 
is primarily about the transportation, but it, it kind of relates to everything, is that it's not just a ride, it's a relationship. And mm. a lot of the volunteers really do develop relationships with the seniors that they help. And the volunteers are very caring and dedicated and compassionate about what they do and really have a connection to wanting to help older adults. Um, maybe they've had an experience with a parent or a grandparent as they've aged, and they really want to give back. And we have a number of volunteers that regularly help the same seniors. Because they have developed a relationship, they understand the needs, and it it becomes a friendship. Mm -hmm. We have a great story from the shuttle where one of our shuttle drivers and a senior became really, really good friends over the years just as a result of that connection through the shuttle program. I think you showed me a video once about that, that, the way it put together. It was pretty pretty remarkable. Right. It really is about friendships, intergenerational friendships, but bringing people together Mm -hmm. and making people feel... You know, they have a sense of belonging here in our region that people do care about them. There's so much good that's done on a regular basis. You know, sometimes it's even just the small things. You know, I, I know last year, I think, or earlier this year for Valentine's Day, right, there were socks and little Valentines given mm-hmm. to seniors. So it's not always, you know, the, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs type things that we're talking about, but it's things that, that remind seniors that there are folks that care about them and want them to know that they are there for them and they believe in them. That is certainly really important for the, the work that your team does. So Nancy, what are the best ways for listeners to kind of follow up? They're interested in volunteering or if they have a loved one or somebody they know that might benefit from some of the services within the programming that you and your team do? Um, I would encourage them to reach out and get in touch with NHCO and um, the In-Service of Seniors program in particular. We have some great resources on the website and it's very easy to register to volunteer and we walk you through the process and find out what your interests and strengths are and find a spot for you to volunteer And if you have a senior or a loved one that you're concerned about, not only can we help them with our services, but we also um, have a wealth of information about other resources in the community that can help you navigate the whole system of caring for a loved one who's aging. I know that you and your team do a great job referring, connecting, making sure that if it's not something NHCO does itself, find the right partner to make sure that that senior gets the support that they are looking for. So Nancy Jones, thank you so much for joining us here on episode number eight of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. We certainly appreciate your service. And for listeners, if you heard all the kind words that Laura Poskin said earlier in this episode, it's a really special relationship between Nancy and age-friendly Greater Pittsburgh. It's, It's really terrific. So, Erica, how did you enjoy episode number eight? As always, working here for five plus years and still learning, I learn something from our staff every day. So it was a great time. Great. Well, thank you to all of our listeners out there. I know we're getting into the holiday season here. We are here for you, with you. If there's ways that you want to serve or you know somebody or you yourself could use just a little bit of assistance, please always feel feel free to reach out to NHCO. NHCO NHCO.org is our website. If you have ideas for the podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at NHCO.org. If you have ideas for future episodes. But again, uh, as we get into the holiday season, happy holidays to you and your family and friends and your colleagues. And there's always a way to make the difference in the life of a senior. I think that's something we were reminded from this episode today from Laura's wise words and Nancy's broad spectrum of programs that we provide as NHCO. There's always a way to be kind, to support and show compassion for a senior here in our community. And we would love for you to do it through NHCO and, and her team or connect with our terrific partners like Laura Poskin. Erica, Thanks so much, as always, for joining me uh, as the co-host of this show. Thank you. Thanks to Jeff Geisler, our executive producer. Dan Wonders, who is <laughs> kind of the founder of the show. We're filming here, recording here, I should say, from the Millville studios of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. And we'll see you next time on Get to Know NHCO. Get to know NHCO.